0: and Pat podcast episode 309 I'm your host Ryan Johnson uh, just Matt Lawrence with us today
1: it is just I
0: um, some of the top stories today include we got some ps5 updates um, one was a uh, teardown of the actual ps5 um, we got to see the insides see some of the, uh, the uh, finer details the cooling the, the the heat sink the liquid metal so we'll talk about that a bit um we also have some top questions finally answered about the uh, PS5. This is from the PlayStation blog, including how game saves are handled, which was a kind of important thing that we've been talking about. Uh, we have an article here about the key selling points of the next-gen consoles and why a majority of people will not be able to access them. Uh, an update on Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, the developers is saying that there are no more plans for more content. And then finally, we have a query corner question, um, which I don't think we've had in a while.
1: No, it's been it's been all like lawyer news, like with oh, yeah. Epic versus Apple. <laughs> like it's just been all that.
0: Yeah. All right, Matt. What's new with you? Uh,
1: I actually did a little Ghost of Tsushima this week. Um, on top of my normal Fallout seventy six grind, of which actually I just want to touch on really quick. So I don't want to like get into it too too far, uh, because it's been week after week. But uh, I am like ripping through the the season this time. Um, we've been playing a fair bit, but. Fallout has just sort of become... Fallout sort of like our social game. Um, it's sort of like how Call of Duty used to be for us back in the day. So we have a group of people. Everyone will join join in a PlayStation Party and then jump on Fallout 76. And, you know, there's even times where we jump on, do the daily op, maybe a quest or two, and then we're, we're, we're playing. You know, effectively, we're playing for four or five hours. But more or less, we're just sort of chatting and playing around in our camps. Like, it's not, you know, taking it seriously. Yeah. But I've noticed, like... So the reason why I mentioned that was because... Um, we haven't been hitting it extra hard or anything, you know, to be clear. Like, it's not like I'm really, like, playing a lot of 76. Totally normal amount of time uh, playing, totally normal amount of time socializing in it, totally whatever for me. Uh, I don't build much, but, um, like, I will, like, chill in a camp or we'll, like, plan out some stuff or I'll help someone with a quest. And so it's just just total normal 76 time. And I don't know what is going on, whether it's those weeklies, what it is. I am ripping. Like I mean, I am ripping through the season. I'm almost level sixty. Now, I think it might
0: be that we level up faster.
1: We d- yeah,
0: we're, we're either we're either getting more XP because we're hitting that that um, repeatable multiple times when we play. I don't know if you noticed that.
1: I think it's about three times per level too, isn't it? Uh yeah, I suppose. So and because and it's ten thousand XP to get it. I really don't know how much exactly the level is. It's not right on 30,000. It's probably something like that. We're over level a hundred. I'm over level 200. That's a good question. But like, so I suppose last time I wasn't doing the week or the, the level ups Mm -hmm. and then like, like, you know, I miss a day here and there. Like I've missed maybe two days this season. And then this, this week is Thanksgiving here in Canada. So I'm probably going to miss at least one, maybe two days. Um, but, like, I was talking to Marty last night, because I was, like... Because he was he was heading to bed, and I was, like, I'm going to do my nuclear winner, which is another thing that I've been doing quite a bit on, and I've been doing it pretty often. And he was, like, oh, you don't have to worry about it. He's, like, where are you in the season? And I said 59. And he's, like, wow. He's, like, I'm at 54. And, like, we were thinking maybe, like, very briefly, we discussed, like, maybe it's due to the nuclear winter. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, I am... Like, when we play, I am, like, leveling up more, and I am... I, I suppose i'm hitting the events a little bit harder but it's not like super noticeable so i i really think i really think it's the weeklies that help too like i think that's a considerable um improvement like as far as we can remember uh there used to be less less weeklies per week and now there's i think it might be double or like at least a few more per week yeah. um so i haven't confirmed that with sources or anything but like as far as we can tell and we're like what 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 uh, what level are you in the season
0: 50 something
1: yeah like we're what are are you i'm 59
0: i'm probably like around there
1: like we're we're going for a rip so like i mean like normally like last season you know i'd be semi worried about oh damn like i mean this is ridiculous but oh damn i'm gonna miss a couple of days i'm gonna have to figure out how to catch up or buy it buy a tier or two yeah um but like this time like i'm not worried at all we're on week three four probably four and realistically 10 levels a week is what you effectively need if you evenly distribute them across. Um, and like, we're going, I don't know, we're going for a rip and I have so many atoms now that I can literally buy myself to the end now. So I'm, I have an insurance, (laughs) I have an insurance policy. Effectively I'm on salary as a follow first member. (laughs) Um, but I don't know the season's been, the season, the season has improved, I suppose, uh, to that, to that extent. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I will say one thing is that, um, I am realizing I'm reaching the same point as I did in Fortnite, where I literally am claiming things and you know, that's fine. That's great and everything, but I'm noticing that I'm not using half of it and I haven't been building lately. So that's part of it, but I'm starting to get to that critical mass point where like yesterday you, you, and this, this wasn't even a part of the season. This was just, this is just a part of the game, but I'm like trying to, you know, get all the plans and get all the recipes and stuff slowly, but surely. And I have a fair bit of them. And, um, you went to a camp yesterday, Ryan, and you went to go to somebody's vendor. And they had this thing called Formula P. never I, I never heard of it. I couldn't remember about it. Couldn't remember anything about it. You looked it up. It was some sort of uh, Pro- Project Paradise, which is a big quest in the game. It was some sort of reward from that. And I, I was like, man, I'm just going to go over there and buy it. Like, even though it's pretty expensive, I'm just going to go over there and buy it. And I already had it. <laughs> So, like, I'm realizing that I'm just hitting critical mass. Like, I have so many outfits that I'm not wearing. I have so many, uh, so many outfits I'm not wearing. I'm not utilizing my camp items. Uh, I'm not utilizing all my items. Uh, I have a ton of stuff for sale. I have a ton of plans for sale. A ton of, like, actual items for sale. Guns and armor. Uh, tons of, like, consumables. Ammo as well. And I'm making bank. Like... I'm making a fair bit of money, although the shops have, all of our shops have been slow the last few days. But I think like this might I think we might be hitting that point, like in Fortnite where Like I don't know whether I'm gonna be concerned about next season, if that makes sense. Whereas like maybe if I just don't feel like doing nuclear winter, I won't, because I might unless there's something super cool or it's Brotherhood themed, like I'm not gonna use half the crap that was like I think the uh there's there's like the train set, for example, the train set's super cool, but it's not going to fit the theme as far as I know right now of the, the camp I'm planning to build. Yeah. So it's just like something where I'm just like adding to this massive collection. So which is great, though, because now I can go and actually do some ally quests and stuff like that. Uh, and I enjoy doing the daily op and stuff like that. But it's just like I've hit I've hit that part. And like I like I did in Fortnite where I just started being like, wow, I can strangely but like, wow, I can relax and just sort of play this game. Uh, And not worry about doing, like, really annoying challenges that I just don't want to do type of thing. So, uh, that's been nice. But, anyway, I know I didn't want to, like, let it get long-winded. But, um, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, I randomly touched on that. And that actually is one of the reasons why we have the query Corner. So, uh, I was going to... I've been trying to get time to play Mafia. And, like, the. I have it on PC. Mafia Definitive Edition. And, like, there's been time to do it, but I just haven't. I'm weird with single player these days. But... Uh, you guys logged off the one night off of Fallout, and uh, we were again. I was done all my dailies and all that, and I was like, "Man, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna boot up Mafia." And then I looked at my menu, and I was like, "Man," because at this point, this was earlier this week. I was like, "Man, if if I can't transfer my saves from PS4 to PS5, like what, what's gonna happen to these saves? Like, am I gonna redo these games?" And then I just went through my list, real brief. It's not not very many on my console, and I was like, "Man." I'm not, I'm not frickin' restarting Ghost of Tsushima. Like, <laughs> I'm not restarting this game. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna play this. And I had, I had a blast. Uh, ripped through almost all of Act 2. I think I'm on the last level, like, seemingly the last level of Act 2. You said Act 3 is uh, shorter. And, Act, uh, Act 2
0: is definitely the longest, I think.
1: Two, okay, so what's interesting about 2 is, like, I'm not gonna get too too deep into spoilers, although I might touch on some stuff, so a warning to anyone, but... um two had three distinct objectives it was like go get go get your armor do this do that click this get that you know whatever like get these people to help you do whatever um some of those missions ended up be, some of those objectives sorry ended up being more than one mission mm-hmm. if not all of them did i think one of them is one mission though uh and then it's like oh we need we're gonna go and like do this big military movement and intentionally being ambiguous and then there's a mission actually before that. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go and do this big military thing. And then, like, something kind of comes up. And so I can kind of see... I can kind of see how two is filled out more than more than one was. Mm-hmm. But what I'm finding is 90%... I shouldn't say ninety. I don't actually know the percentage. A high percentage of my time was in this game was spent chasing those damn birds,
0: <laughs>
1: because uh, like I like I said, it was pretty late. I didn't stay up super late. I just booted it up for a couple hours, and um, I ended up ripping through three, four, five missions. And if two, like if Act Two, is the longest, like is this game like a twenty? hour game if you only do story. Uh, We can find out. Because that's interesting, right? Like, I kind of feel as though this is almost like in the same vein as like an Ubisoft game. Because the reason why I'm mentioning all of this entirely is I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to force myself just to beat it. Because I'm interested enough in the world where I can like, I'm totally fine with just running around and like chasing birds, taking pictures. But the story... So, it's weird. So, for the first time, the story is the thing that's hindering me, whereas the in other games, I need I want the story there because I the side stuff becomes pointless to me. In this game, I feel as though I'm going to enjoy the side stuff more if I beat the story. Now, whether I can go back and beat the story or the side stories and stuff after, I don't know. Uh, I assume so. But um, I think that's my plan is I at least want the checkmark. I at least want to beat some sort of single player game. Because on my ticket right now, I got Ghost of Tsushima: Rage Two and uh, Mafia: Definitive Edition. And then we got two big, you know, console releases, quite literally, coming out. So this is going to be a whole thing. <laughs> like, like I'm starting to get backed up here, and so I think I'm. Just, I need to get I need to get Ghost of Tsushima out of the way. Like, holy crap!
0: On your back back burner, you have Death Stranding and AC Odyssey.
1: But I did buy those with the intention of buying them, playing them next gen. Uh, okay. So the, the reason why I bought them on PS4 was it was around the week of, uh, I think so, or like, anyway, it was after it was after PS5 was confirmed to play PS4 games. And then that big sale dropped. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy these because they're super cheap. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you know, they're probably not going to be this cheap again, or I'm not going to be, like, on the lookout for a sale like this again. And then I'm just, I, like, intentionally knew I was going to play them on PS5. 100%.
0: So... Uh, Ghosts of Tsushima is twenty to twenty-five
1: hours if you only do story. See, that's that's really like, that's really reasonable. And I I honestly thought the game wasn't like that, but I took my time on those story missions, and like, I think I just need to in open world games I need to stop being a completionist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's killing uh, me.
0: Apparently, if you're if you 100% complete it, it's fifty to sixty hours.
1: Well, here okay, here's a. Here's a weird thing for you. So I played the crap out of Red Dead. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't know if you remember how many hours you have in Red Dead. Um, I think I had something like 50... I want to say 58 or 38 or something. Point is, not that much in comparison to how much I thought I played it. But then we talk about Fallout 76, and if you ask me, I'll be like, oh, I hop on, but like only briefly, or I hop on, but not for like a super, like a super ridiculous amount of time, but it ends up being for a super ridiculous amount of time. Like I've clocked, I mean, over the last years, it's not all last month or something crazy, but I've clocked over 600 hours in Fallout 76. Like, why is that? Like, why is there that weird disconnect where some games feel like, I felt like I played the crap out of Red Dead. And then it's just like under 100 hours, like well under 100. And then it's like 76. Like, like how does 76 melt the hours? And there's games like that too. Like, what's happening?
0: I think it's because it is our, our hangout game. I think if Ghost of Tsushima had like, a built-in co-op mode and it was similar to 76, we'd be doing the same thing.
1: I suppose there's times where, like, we're literally just, like, I've helped, like, somebody build, you know? Because back then you were allowed to actually do that you're not allowed to do that now, but you used to be able to, like, help people build with just the basic items. Remember, too,
0: that, um, how much we played, like, The Division and stuff.
1: You know, that's a good point, too, honestly. Like, The Division. Yeah, we all thought The Division, too, that we had let it pass super quick and it was in our, it was in our, all of our top games. That's crazy. Like, it's oh, it's weird. Like, I almost want, I want there to be, like, a study done or something. But uh, what, what have you been up to, Ryan?
0: Um, I think I already mentioned I beat the first Mafia, right?
1: I don't know if you did. I can't remember.
0: Well, I beat that one. I started the second one. Have not gotten back to the second one since Squadrons came out. That's surprising. And I, I probably should get back to it this weekend. Um, otherwise, it might be lost. So, I'm going to try to <laughs> save that one. Um, but yeah, Squadrons, I, I played and, and completed Squadrons, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, we have a dis- disappointing story coming up about how they're not adding more content, um, which is so frustrating because like, I, I want that Fallout or Division or games-as-a-service game for Star Wars. And I know there's a lot of like anger over the um, Battlefront 2 stuff. And maybe they're afraid now to do a games-as-service um, Star Wars game. But I just want one that was done right. I want I want to have customizable characters and and new clothing and weapons and ships added every uh, every month or so. You know.
1: Let me let me ask you a quick question. Because like I've been playing Squadrons too. Actually, I forgot to mention, but just multiplayer with you guys. Yeah. And um. Okay, to me, I'm just playing it. I'm not like a super big Star Wars fan, so I'm only playing it for multiplayer. Mm. I don't care if it's games as a service or anything. But here's my question: Even I can identify it's sort of bare bones. Yeah. Okay, even though I don't know much about Star Wars. Do you want it to be a games as a service or do you actually want it to be more like God of War?
0: Well, I want I want an ongoing Star Wars game. I want a Star Wars game that I can play for years, not just, you know, 20 to 40 hours or 7 hours in the case of the story for um, Squadrons. I guess but the, the multiplayer is supposed to keep playing, but it's just not that type of game.
1: So you want... See, this is... Okay, this is an interesting paradigm in, in gaming where uh, games like... Games like God of War, uh, and when I say that, I mean a complete... A complete game with no DLC, released with very few bugs, and, like, it is a polished... Really good experience. I don't even know if there's if there's been an update for it. I at least I think that maybe I installed one. Because um, I got it later. I got it when it was the greatest hit. Um, but, like, that game is, like, a complete package. What you get on the disc or what you get in the digital download is your game. Yeah. And I feel as though EA has lost touch. And, like, maybe you can comment more on, like, the Star Wars side of things in, in specific well- to Squadrons. But, like... Do you think that you would be happy if there was 100 outfits in the game, like day one, a full multiplayer and no updates? Or do you want the drip feed?
0: So I want two things. Now, we already got our God of War-esque Star Wars game, which was uh, Jedi Fallen Order. That was a great, great single-player story game. There's outfits in it that you can unlock and different lightsabers. You can customize it and you customize your ship a bit. And you just play the story, it's a one and done kind of deal. So we already got our God of War type game. That was good, right? But now I also want, on the, on the opposite side, I want that 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 drip feed
1: game. Would you say, though, that, sorry, Fallen Order, right? Yeah. Fallen Order. Um, I don't really hear anything about that game.
0: Well, it Whereas, came out like a, like almost a year ago,
1: right? But I also hear people raving about God of War still.
0: Oh, it wasn't it wasn't on God of War's level in terms of like production and and and, and polish. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying it it filled that um that hole of, of wanting that single player Star Wars story. Now I want that that story that um, or that game that that I can, I can play for years and sink in uh, time and stuff to it.
1: Would you say that this is this is indicative? Because I already mentioned like EA being out of touch. Do you think potentially out of touch? Do you think that they're maybe out of touch where they're like, oh, we went too far with loot boxes and DLC in Battlefront Two, and so they had to pedal back and do whatever. But then now, do they, do you think that they now think like, oh, people don't want any of that anymore?
0: Yeah, I think I think it scared them. Yeah,
1: and so now they're like out of touch where it's like, no, 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 like we want support and or unlocks and or some drip feeding in some aspect but not, not to the extent that you went with loot boxes. Yeah,
0: I think, that, I think they missed the point with the loot boxes in, in Battlefront. It wasn't that the game had loot boxes. It's, it was that they were performance-enhancing loot boxes. You could make your character play better by paying for those loot boxes, right?
1: And, that and it was grindy as hell.
0: And it was grindy. So that puts you at a disadvantage if you don't have a lot of money to spend. You're going to be getting your ass kicked by these people who could pay for these loot boxes that was the problem if it was just cosmetics i don't think anyone would
1: have like batted an eye i often think like i often think so you know how like they'll see like a boost a boost in players when they release an update so it's like you know uh uh Battlefront, they had to, like, get rid of all that stuff you just mentioned, you know, with all the, uh, like, grinding and all the mods that, like, made your character better to play and stuff like that. So, they, they had to go back, and then there's some loot box stuff they had to, like, backpedal or whatever they had to do. So, whatever. They they, they fixed it up to, to an extent, whatever, and then they, like, they released the clones later, for example, mm-hmm. right? Clones come out later. So, the clones come out. I don't know the numbers, but I'm sure there was another surge of players. Right, people are interested. They come back for the clones. Even I yeah. was one of them. I came back for the clones, yeah. come back and see it, and then it goes away again. And I often think to myself, like, because I I've been playing um, uh, like well, like a few months ago now, but I'm going to play it on my Xbox One X cause, or my Series X because I'm like having itching to play it. Is actually an original Xbox game called Mercenaries uh, Playground of Destruction. And yeah. that is a game that, like, it, like it's old, right? It's from PS2, the original Xbox era. And it's quite literally just a game that's complete. And I, I wonder, like, man, I've spent, like, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on this Mercenaries game as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's one of these weird Red Dead effects or whatever where it's not as many hours as I think. But regardless, like, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of hours and months of time in terms of gameplay time on this game as well. But it's like, now... I complain and like we complain about the drip feeding, but if there's no support, we, 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 we leave.
0: (laughs) It's the, yeah. And I think that's kind of why I think a lot of us were against loot boxes at the beginning or, or just like these microtransactions in general, but now I've kind of accepted them and I now kind of expect them. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's, that's where I'm at right now.
1: Do you feel as though your experience in 76 is cheaper because you don't have first?
0: No, not personally.
1: Okay, so that's I see, interesting.
0: I see your cool items. Like, I really like that bench you guys just got. I really like that bench.
1: What um, bench? We got a bench?
0: I think it's a um, either an armor be- workbench or a...
1: Oh, right. Yes, yeah, an armor workbench. That's right.
0: I really like that bench, and I really wish I had it. But I, I, don't, I don't, like, I don't wish I had followed first to get it. It doesn't make me feel that I, I'm less because I don't have first.
1: Well, not necessarily less, but like to me, it always felt like I had a cheaper experience because I was managing my stash because more because of all the junk. Now I just grab everything off the off the shelves and just toss it in my scrap box without a care.
0: Right. But see, I haven't experienced that, so I don't really know how much better it may be.
1: Right. Alright, that's interesting. So do you... So, well, what? Wait, is it our first story? No, we shouldn't touch it. I was going to say, do you want we there can to just, be we more, more just, content? We can
0: just hop into it right now, that, that story about Squadrons. We've already kind of alluded to it, so or even directly talked about it. So uh, it's just... Um, this is from IGN. But in, a, in an interview with Upload VR, Star Wars Squadron creative director uh, Ian uh, Fraser said, never say never, but the team has no plans to add uh, to the release product. Uh, Fraser explained, we've tried to treat it uh, kind of like an old school approach saying you've paid the $40. This is the game in its entirety, uh, self-contained. We're not planning to add more content. Uh, this is the game. We hope you understand the value proposition. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, I just think like it was an opportunity for them to have a game with more content.
1: You know, what's weird too is it does have like it does have a weird, not a season pass, but it's like they have like that helmet up for grabs for doing yeah. challenges. Like they still have these like daily challenges and stuff. Yeah. And I, I assume they're daily. And uh, I only kind of play the game. <laughs> I don't really care about the progression, but um, <laughs> like there's like the daily challenges, and it, like like you said, there was something like sixty days or forty days or whatever it is it's left over time, to get yeah. to get that helmet. And yeah. it's like, do they have a hundred of these things already like pre-done? Or is this the one like, 60-day challenge? Like, it's almost like they had one foot into Games as a Service and was like, nah, whatever.
0: Well, if you go into the customization of, the, of your ship or your character, there are items that say, like, will be unlocked in the, like, whatever the, that challenge thing is called. And so I think they just have a few that they've set up that, are, that will, like, roll over once this one's done. And it'll probably come back around maybe when it goes through them all. It's very bare bones. I know it's forty dollars U.S., but there's only like two game modes. There's like your standard yeah. uh, uh, what is it, five v five dogfight, and then there's the um, uh, what do they call those ones, fleet battles.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And like that's it. Or you can do fleet battles versus AI, and that's it. What? So it's a, it's a little strange that they wouldn't be adding more game modes at least.
1: Do you feel like the could like the because like you know more about Star Wars? Do you do you feel as though the squadron like, uh, not the squadron, but like the the ship controls make as big of an impact as you'd like?
0: Uh, it's hard to measure that because like I'll put my like energy towards my shields and put them to like my rear as I'm being attacked, but I'll still get
1: like blown up as fast anyway. I'm, you know, to be honest, like that's what I was going to say is I feel as though there's all this, there's all these controls. That's really cool. Like I thought this game was going to be friggin' ridiculous where you're going to have like mega good pilots doing crazy things. And maybe there are, and maybe we're just not at that skill level yet. Um, but the thing is, is like, I find myself being like, okay, we need to attack C or whatever. Okay. Let's all go attack C. So then I'll go and I'll get my uh, my like shields. I'll put that I'll put that up to max, and then I just get like destroyed before I hit it before I even reach the thing. So it's like okay, like I'll do engines. So I rush in. Okay, I get destroyed on the way there. Okay, I'm gonna go in with engines and do evasive maneuvers through like the debris, and that helps to an extent just because the debris is cover. But then I find myself being killed immediately. Like to me, it's like the game has a whole bunch of controls for your ship. That should add a bunch of depth, but for some reason to me, it doesn't add as much depth. Like the whole game feels bare bones to me, including flying.
0: I think the fly, I love the flying actually myself.
1: I think it's Um, well done. I don't think it's bad.
0: It it definitely makes you feel like you're flying like an X-Wing or something. Um, And I don't know about you, but I'm flying over the controls, changing those settings and stuff, depending on what I'm doing. Like if I'm going in on an attack run, my shields are to the front. And I have my power directed to my blasters.
1: Yeah, like I I will say that like there's times where I'll be circling, let's say, like a person if doing Mm dogfight and like we're circling a person, then like either they get the jump on me or like they're getting away from me. And I'll like switch from blasters really quickly to like uh, the engines so that I'm able to maneuver quicker. And then I'll like quickly switch back to the blasters and I'll like fire that and then I'll like try to distract them with like a rocket and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe it's just like, and and like you you played the story, so you might have like more more of this than me. But maybe I feel like it's bare bones because I'm so used to it, and maybe that's actually like an, an attestment to how well the the mm. things control. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Because I'm reaching for my shield and my my, uh, like I, I thought I thought for sure when this game first came out, I thought personally that I'd be I'd be driving around, um, and still getting a handle for the ship. And not touching the different controls as in more shield, more engine, more uh, more, more blasters or whatever mm-hmm. they call them. But um, I'm finding myself using that right away. Like, I thought it would be weeks and weeks of me, like, training. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I would, like, because that's what I kind of thought it was when they were talking about it. I was like, man, this is going to be a hard game. Yeah. And, like, you know, if we want to play it a bunch, we're going to have to get good. But, like, I'm already doing all of that. So, maybe the reason why I feel like as if it's not doing anything is because I expected there to be a learning curve and there really wasn't. Like it didn't yeah. it wasn't it it's it, it's intuitive enough. So like I mean I guess I don't know, maybe it isn't a complaint. But I will say this us doing the operations, well not operations in this game they're the fleet battles and or the dog fighting I don't think there's enough to literally just keep the player base there.
0: No, I yeah, I like I as much fun as I'm having playing it right now, I don't see myself doing this a year from now.
1: Yeah, like I don't, I don't even see myself necessarily installing this right away on my PS Five. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or something like the original Battlefront games, we, me and my friends played that forever. There was a, there was a lot of replayability in those games, and I'm not sure what the difference is. I was gonna Other say, just what, what's a the variety difference of with maps and different sides, and there's ships you could get in like on the battlefield, and...
1: but no support. No. <laughs> no. I think there might have been a DLC or something on PC but like you know not to get into that like in terms of there was no drip fed like games as a service back then
0: yeah maybe we're all just accustomed to games as a service now
1: you know I, I th- to be blunt like I haven't like it took me a while to beat Spider-Man possibly right. possibly due to I know I had DLC but possibly due to Lockheed games as a service without me really realizing it
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know it's very uh, it's weird like It's weird that we we complain about it, but like now we're like, like, you know, it's like Scarlet Squadrons is like complete. And when I first heard the news, I was like, yeah, that's that's all right. And then we were playing it last night. I was like, man, like we're like, this is it. You know what I mean? Like we're doing the. It's like the same match, the same match, the same match. That's the thing. There's a difference between hearing it's going to be complete and thinking that's okay,
0: And seeing that there's only two game modes and like, I don't know, maybe six maps in total.
1: You know oh yeah, I mean? like I've only seen like 3-4 maps, like myself. That's the
0: problem. A, a, tip, a typical Call of Duty game, like an old school Call of Duty game, you'd have a variety of maps and different game modes. So if he's comparing this to like an old school game, I'm not sure how old, but he's going back. But even the first Modern Warfare had a bunch of maps and different game modes. More than this, at least.
1: It's almost like this is the value proposition of a fixed title in a games-as-a-service world. Yeah, yeah. Where they were like, okay, we're doing... Six maps, make the flying system good, okay. I, I, I think
0: this started out as a VR project and wasn't meant to be like a big AAA release in that sense on the same scale as like Jedi Fallen Order was. Right. I think this was supposed to be a VR experience because you haven't put the campaign, but the campaign is definitely supposed to be VR. Your character does not move. You can't freely walk around the hangar, you know. You just click, and then your, car- your the camera just teleports there, essentially. And so I think this was supposed to be like, oh, Star, Star Wars Squadron's VR, right? And then they probably said, oh, can't we make it work on no- normal consoles and get a wider player base? You know? And I think that's what happened.
1: Well, an interesting thing thing is, and this is just a Facebook comment, but somebody said that the VR the VR X-Wing mission in the original EA Battlefront was more in-depth than Wars Squadron is. Really? I presume they meant the controls. Again, random Facebook comment, but like, I'm wondering whether like flying the X-Wing, cause like, I mean, clearly this person is probably playing it in VR. If they played that original X-Wing but mission,
0: the X-Wings in Battlefront, you only had a throttle and blasters,
1: but I wonder if the, if the VR version was different.
0: Maybe.
1: I don't know. Like,
0: again, ran- uh, just just this random all, thing. But... All the reviews I've seen have, have loved Squad- Squadrons in VR, though. They
1: said it's fantastic. I mean, I can see that. Like, you know, we're, we're complaining about the game a fair bit, but the game is well done. Like, it is... It's is... it's a complete package, but it feels like a multiplayer game. Yeah. It feels like it's supposed to be a multiplayer-first game, but it doesn't have, like, the, the modern multiplayer-first aspects.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, we'll see if they change their tune. I don't know if they're planning on it. Um, they said never say never, but it doesn't sound like they were. Is any real support left? I guess maybe they're probably moving on to something else. Um, I think this might have been Motive's first like standalone game. I might be mistaken on that.
1: Yeah, it'd be totally blunt. They... It could have. It could have been. It could have been like a proving, if 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 that's if that's true, this could have been like the proving ground.
0: Because I think they just did the story for Battlefront 2. If I'm
1: remembering correctly. I didn't do the story of that game either. <laughs> I, But I also bought it with the intention of not doing the story.
0: Yeah.
1: Let me just take a look here. I think maybe... Maybe, like... You know, and this, this could be a totally a thing, is, like, uh, we... Like us three, because Adriano's playing it as well. It's very possible that, um, very, very possible that all of us mostly play EA games multiplayer. And it's weird that this one isn't as, like, new maps, new upgrades, new this, new modes, new this, new that, new that, this, 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 season passes and battle passes and like whatever else, loot boxes and progression and leveling up and doing this. Yeah. You can level up in this game. Yes. There's some, there's some, uh, there's some customization and such, but if you told me this was a VR only experience and that with that level of customization, having not experienced VR myself, I'd be like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even bat an eye.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on here. Um, we'll get to some PlayStation five news now. There's a lot of unanswered questions, and the PlayStation blog is here to hopefully answer quite a few of them. Uh, I'm just going to go through kind of a few of these questions here. So a big question is this backwards compatibility. Um, they've they've like reconfirmed here that um, the back catalog uh, of PS4 games, 99 percent will work day one on PS5.
1: That's pretty impressive.
0: Uh, yeah. Has Xbox made any statement like this? Have they said all their games will work, or just that most will?
1: not that I've heard, that? but like I always hear, I always hear the the word "all" in people's conversations. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, the games that they—I mean, I'm sure you're gonna get into it—but they showed off or they told us about ten games that they for sure know will not work. Yeah. And like, I've never heard of them. So
0: yeah. Now, obviously, if you have a bunch of PS4 discs, like Blu-ray discs you will not be able to use those on the digital edition. So those games will not be able to carry over in that sense. Uh, if you bought any games digitally on your PS4, those will all work on your PS5, regardless of the edition. Obviously, now, now, the
1: discs disc do work in the, in the disc version of the yes. console. Okay. Yes. So
0: if you have a big collection of PS4 games that you want to use, you definitely want that disc version. Okay. Which apparently is outselling the, the digital like crazy. Uh, so. I wow. oh, yeah. I don't think they made a lot of the uh, digital ones either they must have known
1: you know i I to be honest it it very well could be that people just aren't ready yeah yeah like could you imagine just being like p s five back compatible with p s four by the way that was the era in which you bought this and like let's all switch to digital like yeah.
0: what yeah i wonder yeah. I wonder if it will come more into play though once like the, the hardcore gamers who are all there day one, like us, once, we, once all our sales die off, I wonder if the digital one will pick up more because it is cheaper. And you get the average people, the casual gamers coming in, you know, looking for a gift or, or just something to, for themselves, you know. It's in that sweet spot, too, where it's like it's more powerful than the Xbox Series S, you know, but less expensive than the Series X. It might be a good selling point for them.
1: Well, let me ask you this. So we're in the uh, <clears throat> we're in the demographic where, like years ago when we started this show, we were all disc because you basically had to be. Yeah. And then you and I personally have made sort of the transition to digital. And then the market made the during all this, these years. Then the market made the transition uh, on uh, PC to digital. Pretty much, pretty much PC's digital only. Naturally, the, that happened too. Right, like it just sort of like happened. But like on the console. Like, it took until maybe mid-PS4 for you to go full digital, and I just decided to go, like, semi-digital. Like, because I got, like, half internet, I could download the this stuff. Yeah. And so, I was more... I guess, and, and I just realized that there was, like, a lot of clutter, like, a lot of discs just sort of sitting around. Like, discs do not take up a lot of space, but they do take up a lot of space when you're talking from PS2 on. You know, it just yeah. starts getting to be ridiculous. Yeah. So, like, it's just, you know, it's just for clutter.
0: There are but, people in uh, San Francisco, like a lot of the games journalists who live there. The right. apartments are tiny and expensive in San Francisco, so uh, um, I've heard of them throwing out their cases and just putting their discs in a, uh, a, a like a what do you call those?
1: Like a big wallet.
0: Yeah, like a disc wallet. So which they sucks. Out the game, the cases, which sounds uh, crazy to me.
1: It sounds I, crazy, I, I but I mean, if that. you need the space, right? <laughs> I know.
0: It's just, yeah. It's unfortunate, but it's just like that's crazy.
1: But, like, okay, so the thing is, the thing is, is, like, I'm, I'm totally down with discs still. Um, I think discs are a good way to, like, give and, and receive gifts and that type of thing. Like, I'm totally down with discs in terms of that. But here's here's the question. So, the reason why I mention our demographic is, is there a portion, and I'm sure that there is, a, there is a portion, but is there a decent portion, I suppose I'm asking, of people out there, maybe it's kids, teenagers, whatever, that are buying the disc... Because they're able to trade it in.
0: That's another good point. You can get your money a lot of money back, especially if you play games quickly. Yeah, right?
1: if you're a person that just churns through and wants to beat the stories,
0: you can get you can get a lot of money back on that. That is a that is a good um, way to save a lot of money.
1: Even if it's only five bucks, you know, we're yeah. talking about people that may or may not have part time jobs, and certainly do not have full time jobs.
0: Plus five bucks over the course of like however many games you're gonna plan on buying or, or playing throughout your console generation
1: is big. Like that's, yeah, that's a It's fair, so. a fairly large. You know, to be honest, it could pay for your PS Plus. Right. You yeah. know, stuff something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, so PS4 titles will apparently get better on PS5. Um, select titles that have will see will see increased loading speeds. Um, there's also a thing called Game Boost will offer improved or more stable frame rates, and there are some games that have unlocked frame rates or dynamic resolution, so you might actually see some PS4 games running at uh, um, 60 frames or higher, and potentially some can run on at 4K, they're saying here.
1: I I really want 76 to accidentally have an unlocked frame rate,
0: oh, yeah, and then Jesus. we
1: play it at double speed. <laughs> I really want to
0: see it. It might make that game look better because it feels chunky right now.
1: Ryan, you should play it on mine. Why? Is My Mine takes forever to load. And like, if I change weapons, I freeze for like a good five seconds. No, I do too. Oh, that that's comforting. I didn't know that. Because you have a PS4 Pro. And Almost everything I
0: do stutters in that game. That's not good. I
1: thought I thought the PS Five <laughs> was going to be like a whole new world for this game because I'm, um,
0: I'm running a PS Four Pro version of Seventy Six.
1: You're running a wait? There's a, there's there's a oh there's an enhanced version.
0: I think most games are enhanced since, since the PS Four Pro came out. If the, if a game came out after the PS Four Pro, they were pretty much PS Four Pro enhanced.
1: Can you tell it not to be? <laughs> tell it not to be now
0: enhanced. I, that seems to be mostly on like. Um, Sony first-party games that allow you to do that. A select few third-party ones. Um, But uh, one of the things I sent you this, Ghost of Tsushima on PS5, uh, on day one will be backwards compatible. You can transfer your save from PS4. um, And there there will be a setting that you can get frame rates up to 60 frames per second. And the load times are incredible in that game. Like they're scarily good. And they're saying they're going to be better on the PS5.
1: That's fucking crazy. Like, they had, to yeah. make the, they had to make the loading screens longer so that you could read the tips. And every time I save that game, I literally think it <laughs> failed to save because it's like, yeah. save. Blah. like, what? And then yeah. I always have to double check.
0: Um, your PS4, um, or sorry, your PS Now and PS Plus games, if they are included in the list of backwards compatible games, they will work. I think that's kind of obvious, but um, there you go. Um, You can stream your PS4 games on PS5. They're saying that remote play from PS4 to PS5 and PS Now streaming are supported.
1: Remote play from PS4? Yeah. What? I just had a really, really, like, crazy idea. I kind of have, like, a network closet.
0: Just put your PS4 in there? Should my PS4 be in there? Maybe. I mean, hell.
1: Should my Xbox One be in there? (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, I, actually, Matt, I'm thinking about doing that since they have that network transfer thing and and since the, the extra storage is so expensive. Uh, I might just use my Xbox One as like a place to hold games.
1: Well, you're talking about the Series X Uh, storage being expensive right yes you can transfer next gen games to a standard external hard drive
0: yeah but that would involve me buying another hard drive
1: right but to be clear you can't play those games off of that external hard drive but you could like archive them if you don't want to redownload it
0: but you can do the same thing though with your xbox one
1: but you can actually play the games off of your hmm this is interesting I guess you can't.
0: You probably can't store Series X games on the Xbox One.
1: Right? I, I would. I would estimate no. I don't. I didn't yeah. know that you could remote play or stream from the Xbox One to the Series X though.
0: I don't know if you can stream them or remote play them. But, but you're you just can, talking
1: like have another drive.
0: You can. You can access the games that are that are on that system. So I, I currently have Gears of War on there, right? Right. I can effectively transfer that over the network onto
1: my Series X. Oh. Damn. Do I got to keep these damn heart... These damn, like... Con- well, no, I was you don't so, have to. I was you, so ready to, like...
0: You have fast enough internet that you can download whatever you want in 20 minutes.
1: And hopefully with no copying now. That's the big thing oh, yeah. these
0: days. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's even gone on my SSD on my PS4, so... Oh, well. With the, with the new SSDs, I mean, Jesus.
1: Uh, I'm... i this- I was just gonna say, I'm so stoked to remove, like, 70% of the cabling behind my <laughs> entertainment system. Like, this is gonna be. This is gonna be. This, this. is a new age. I still have Wii U's plugged in. This is a new age.
0: Did I tell you what I did? Though I, I spent a weekend uh, trying to cable manage uh, oh, the back no. of my entertainment unit, and it looks exactly the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. Um, this was a big concern of yours, uh, and and I think a lot of people, uh, including myself. Um, how do the saves transfer over? We already got some confusion with the um, Marvel's Spider-Man save not being able to work on the PS5 version of Spider-Man. Right, um, But they have now confirmed that you can transfer digital games, game data, and game saves from a PS4 console to a PS5 console uh, using LAN cables or, connected, uh, or by connecting wirelessly. Um, and I guess it's up to the, the developers whether they will work but you can physically transfer them and they will work on those games that does allow it. This includes- so, so,
1: so, like, so what you're saying, what you're saying is to clarify is like, because we, we there was a lot of confusion about this last night. So like, or today, um, the PlayStation 5 version of Spider-Man, not Miles Morales, of just Spider-Man is you cannot use your PS4 save, but if you, you were to boot up the PS4 version of Spider-Man, on a PS5, you could get the save either from LAN, Wi-Fi, or if you're PS Plus via the cloud.
0: Correct. Or USB.
1: Or USB stick, right. Yeah, correct. Okay.
0: And, yeah, so one of the things that was confusing when you sent us that, uh, that text, they did confirm that if you are a PS Plus member, you can also sync PS4 game saves onto PS5 through cloud storage.
1: Thank God. Holy crap. Holy crap.
0: Oh, so, okay, I think here's where, the, where some of the confusion was. I think if you have a PS4 version on both consoles, the save will work. It's up to the developer whether the, the PS4 save can transfer to the PS5 version of the game. That's up to the developer.
1: Which is why Ghost of Tsushima is a yes, and Correct. Spider-Man is a no.
0: Well, Ghost of Tsushima was not talking about a PS5 version of Ghost of Tsushima.
1: Oh. oh they were just dear. saying it this was backwards compatible
0: getting... day one. We don't currently know what games are getting PS5 versions,
1: right? Well, yeah, we have like an Instagram post in the notes here.
0: Uh, yeah, those are the ones that are getting upgrades, but I think those are new games, right?
1: Well, there's uh, Witcher Three in here.
0: They're getting oh,
1: Witcher th- Witcher Three. Uh, I'm just looking at looking for old older games. Uh, Rainbow uh, Six.
0: Wait, what? Rainbow Six Siege.
1: Rainbow Six Siege is still going. Good lord. That's massive. That's massive. I can't. I fuck, That game gave me PTSD. I started losing sleep. Couldn't handle it.
0: Um, so, yeah, let's just go. actually go through some of these on the list here. Yeah, a lot of these are new games, but a couple of them are old ones that are getting PS5 versions, right?
1: So what? Okay. Yeah. So what is this list? This is what? From IGN's Instagram?
0: Yeah. Every PS4 game that upgrades to PS5 for free. So this, this isn't this is backwards compatible. This is PS5 versions that you'll get for free if you own the PS4 version. Okay. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't know if you've been to the PlayStation Store recently, but they do have um, on the pre-order page, they do show you which games are getting PS5 versions. And so you know when you're pre-ordering it on your PS4, you'll have the PS5 version.
1: I got a question for you. Yeah. Got a real big question for you. Okay. I'm sure it could be answered. It could be. Fuck, this is starting to like really get. This is like a web of. I almost <laughs> said a web of lies, was just a web of like technical information. Yeah. Um The PlayStation Five games appear to be more expensive, especially in Canada. 89.99 is appearing. A few of them do. See, yeah, yeah. It's like seemingly it's going to be the standard. Some of them are 89.99. If I go PlayStation Store right now, I want to pre- I want to pre-order AC Valhalla. Is it $79.99? Now, here's the question. Is it $79.99 on PS4? $89.99 on PS5? Should I pre-order the PS4 version and just get a free upgrade? I...
0: Well, okay. The only game I've seen that is a different price is Call of Duty. Assassin's Creed, I think, is $79 on either platform. Now, I haven't actually seen the price for the PS5 version, but it seems ridiculous for them to do that. The difference with Call of Duty is they have a a, uh, se- several versions. They have the standard, you know, just bare bones uh, copy, mm-hmm. 79 Canadian. Mm-hmm. Then they have the next gen bundle which gives you the PS4 and the PS5 version. That one's $89 Canadian. So you have to buy that one if you want a next gen version.
1: That does, to be in their defense, does make sense. It just seems like the yes, right thing but... to do for an eSports title. I don't know why it does, but it does.
0: But that probably means if you buy it on PS5, it will only be $89. Right.
1: Well, actually, here, okay, so I'll, I'll tell you right now. So, um, just taking a look, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, this is on Best Buy.ca. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, $79.99 on PS5, Xbox Series X, really small like thing I'd like to point out. This is a sexy-ass case for the Xbox games. Like hot. Nail. Oh yeah. Oh that's yeah. That's a yeah. that's a that is a beautiful case. I haven't seen it yet. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and it's very clear what things run on, which is top notch shit. That's really good. Um, and PS4 as well. Seventy nine ninety nine. Hmm? Sorry. Has it got that big ugly stick on it though? Not this one. Okay. They had the that like
0: ready. They had that one that was like ready for the Xbox Series X or something like that.
1: There's a, there's like a, like I'm looking at a very small thumbnail of it, but there is like, it looks like maybe a sticker on the green bar on the top. Oh yeah, I see it. That's better than what they used to have. That like this, this is a beautiful case. Like it's super utilitarian, and you pick that thing up from the top, and you know that's an Xbox game. Um, one sec, I'll just check right now. Uh, Call of Duty Cold War again. This is BestBuy.ca. Call of Duty Cold War is for PS4, 79.99. Um, for PS5 89.99 yeah there you go yeah here it is for uh so here's here's oh yeah so for the Xbox 1 version it says Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Xbox 1 79.99 and then Xbox Black Ops Cold War Xbox Series X/Xbox slash Xbox 1 is 89.99 mhm so there's your
0: so yeah i think if you're buying a a PS4 version that has a free upgrade the next gen version is also going to be $79
1: that okay that makes total sense i mean that 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 i might i'm gonna well i'm gonna change over my far cry uh, 6 pre-order now then
0: well this is the thing i was i was worried about pre-ordering games because i didn't know i want the pre-order um bonuses Mm -hmm. because they're games i know i'm gonna buy day one anyway um but i was afraid of like buying the ps4 version and not getting a ps5 version um so having this list is actually nice um some of these other games, uh, on here, uh, borderlands three, um, cyberpunk 2077. That's a big one. Um, cause it's a... although the new consoles will be out by the time cyberpunk launches, right?
1: I don't know. I can't remember,
0: but I mean, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to still have a PS4 or an Xbox one who want to play cyberpunk, but, but haven't upgraded yet. Right. Oh, big, big time. So that'll be good for them. Um, Destiny Two—that's a that's a big game, I think. Uh, There's June a Eternal.
1: thirty. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. There's a thirty-eight hundred dollar laptop that showed up when I typed in Far Cry Six, <laughs> and it's on sale for fifteen hundred off. Wait, what is it? It's a thirty-seven, thirty-eight hundred dollar laptop
0: for Far Cry Six
1: when I typed in Far Cry Six, a bunch of Alienware oh. Arena laptops showed up. This one is three oh. thousand seven hundred ninety-nine dollars, save one thousand five hundred and one, and this is certified refurbished. This thing has a twenty-eighty super in it. <coughs> okay, anyway, sorry, that's really random, but sixty-five gigs of RAM.
0: It is a marketplace seller, though. Sixty-five it's not, it's not gigs of RAM, though. No, but I'm just saying the marketplace. They they their their prices seem to be higher than what Best Buy would sell them at.
1: That uh, yeah that that's fair. That's fair.
0: Like here's a PS2 game. I don't know if you see that. The oh yeah,
1: Way of the Samurai. Like, why did all this stuff show up under under Far Cry Six? Like, I literally just typed in Far Cry Six too. It's not like I just typed in Far Cry.
0: Look at that nasty Far Cry Four picture. Holy
1: crap! <laughs> yeah, it's like all blown out. You can't see. Is that? Is that Xbox? Yeah. Like, what is that?
0: This is yeah. why you switch on the only the Best Buy only button.
1: Oh, oh, now it's all. Oh, it says no results for me.
0: I got the three Far Crys anyway. Far Cry 6 is one of those titles as well. Um, Horizon Forbidden West. Immortals Phoenix Rising, which I'm pretty excited for. But that doesn't come out until December. Uh, that game's going to be
1: on PS4 as well? Yeah. Interesting.
0: Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Uh, your Madden's on here. Marvelous Avengers. My Madden? I just mean the world's Madden. Oh. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, which no one's playing anymore, apparently. Damn. Pretty sad. We don't have a story in here, but that was pretty sad and one funny thing is like only like a thousand people were logged in as, as playing on, on Steam uh, or on PC in general I guess it might have been just Steam but um, the developers then said like they'll, they'll, they think people will come back once they start getting some of their new content on there and people are referencing Anthem saying the exact same thing <laughs> oh it's so sad damn uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales um Sackboy, A Big Adventure, which I'm actually excited for, too. That's a launch day, a launch day game for me. Really? Uh, yeah, I love I love, I love Little Big Planet. All right. I wish they kept making them. Um, you missed Riders Republic. Oh, yeah, that's your big game. Come on, now. I mean, if you and Marty came up to me and legitimately wanted to play that game, I probably wouldn't buy it.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't buy it? You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's our new hangout game. Like let's all go meet on the slopes or whatever in our goofy outfits. Hell yeah, I got that inflatable dinosaur on steep.
0: Elder Scrolls Online. Now that's a weird one since it's now owned by Microsoft. But that's coming to PS5, I guess. I never
1: thought of that. That's uh, okay, that's interesting. All right.
0: But they did say they're committing to like to whatever their their commitments were. Uh Witcher 3, which is incredible that that's coming to next gen consoles.
1: To be honest, it's, it's incredible that it's coming for free as an upgrade. upgrade.
0: So if I. Oh, I have it on disc. Damn it.
1: Oh. Damn it. See? You see why I, I bought a disc version? I don't want <laughs> to do I need to borrow
0: crap. your PS5, man. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Watchdogs Legion uh, and, and Yakuza like a dragon.
1: What's WRC9? There's a couple that we skipped here intentionally, but like, what's WRC9? I have no idea. Something Rally Championship. Oh, it's a racing game. Is it okay? I don't know. I'll just make it stuff up.
0: Yeah, it looks like a rally game. Yeah. Fia World Rally. I don't you know, know what, what WRC stands for.
1: You know what? What if Yeah, that's weird. Um World Rally Championship. I'm just going to guess. Uh, so I'm just guessing. That's probably right though. Um You know what's interesting about this gen is like it's supposed to be like or seemingly it's supposed to be like the quickest and easiest upgrade. Yeah. And then we have to have conversations like this like how do you get those saves over and like how right. do you move this thing and like does this upgrade is this a PS5 version of the game like how much is this is there an upgradable version is there a collector's thing and here's another question like does do ps do PS5 Call of Duty players do they have cross play with PS4 like, like yeah. you know what I mean like there's all these questions that you know seeming you know a bunch of answers are out there But it's just, it's like, because it's backwards compatible, it should be so simple. But now we have this whole, like, live system, like, games as a service, but, like, further than that, where we're upgrading the full games now, where it's like, well, does that have an Xbox One X enhanced version? Does that play on the Series X? Like, what what version am I getting? Is there a Series X version? It's like, holy crap, like, how many versions of a game? Like, can I put the disc in and just... (laughs) <laughs> I feel yeah. like that that that's how I'm going to handle most games is I'm just going to boot it up. This, this is how I handle console games. I'm going to boot it up. It looks like crap. Raise an eyebrow and then continue because I just don't care. Well, I'm i am hoping if there is a next-gen console,
0: you know, five or six years from now, I'm hoping Sony both had the foresight and obviously Microsoft probably will to just have a super easy transition where they all they have to say is you can just buy a new console and it's just going to work. Your saves will be there. Your games will be there, you know, just like when I get my, when I get a new iPhone, there's no question (laughs) that my stuff's going to work on my next iPhone.
1: But there probably was a question the first time you upgraded.
0: Uh, probably. Yeah.
1: This is the first type of upgrade we're seeing in this type of console. Yeah. So I wonder if this is going to be smooth as hell. It's just a matter of people being like, Hey, what the hell is going to happen to the party chat? Hey, what's happening to the saves? Hey, what's happening to this, 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 and this. Yeah. and then it has to be addressed because Sony can't be silent because if Microsoft says, yes, you know this is how parties are going to work, then Sony doesn't say anything. Everyone's going to be like, oh my God, they have the worst case scenario. It's not going to work, and then... Right,
0: yeah. Um, you watched that teardown video, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So uh, Sony have released an official teardown where they literally like, dismantled the PS5 on camera. Um, this comes from GameSpot. Uh, the video was conducted by Sony's uh, uh Otori, who serves as VP of the Mechanical Design Department in the Hardware Design Division. Um, they showed off the ports, um, the edge of the system, including a USB-C port. Uh, it has a stand, which you, you didn't like. Um, you literally have to uh, unscrew it, plop the screw inside of it, oh. twist, twist the whole thing so it hides underneath, remove like, a little stopper and replace it where the screw was, and then that stand goes onto the back of the PS5, and then you can put it vertically, or, or horizontally. <laughs> now, I will say it's a, it's a that I, I
1: like that you can, I like that you, there's not just a loose screw, because it's like, I have this with headphones, where I have, like, ear tips to, like, 7,000 earphones, and it's like, I don't know, like, I can't keep all these boxes. Like, there's boxes everywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's good that, like, <clears throat> should be with the PS5 stand, the bolt and everything is all together. It all tucks together with it. But... It's ridiculous that horizontally it needs a stand. Yeah. Um, is, is it going to come pre-installed?
0: Probably. I, I would say probably on the bottom. Um, mm. It actually—it looked like the white panels actually came off pretty easily. Um, it just looked like you kind of had to jiggle it a bit, and then it just pops off. Um, this allows you to also access the SSD upgrade. A uh, 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 panel, which unlike... you, can, you
1: can you can shove in a certain speed NVMe drive, right, and then
0: right, which is different to the proprietary um, Xbox Series X version, which was like which was like three hundred dollars or whatever it was.
1: It's expensive uh, anyway.
0: Um, hopefully, with with just buying whatever third party SSD you want that's fast enough, prices will be a little more reasonable. Although I imagine it's going to be one of them fancy pants uh, PCIe four ssds um just just for that to match that kind of speed that they're talking about right well i was listening so to uh,
1: to like the vix the vix basement podcast and there was a guy from ours technical on there i forget mm-hmm. how old this podcast was not too old though uh and he was saying uh that he th- and i'm just paraphrasing and, and from memory but it was something like there's like <laughs> there's like one samsung drive and it's super expensive that meets that meets the requirements so far but the point is, the PCs the PCs which are the main proponent of having NVMEs, the PCs market, it, it, or the just the, not, I don't know why I said PCs market, the PC market, <laughs> um, like they're heading in that direction. So in yeah. a few years, or even next year, there's going to be more and more and more. And then as your drive on your PlayStation fills up, you'll be able to say, okay, you know. I'll get a drive now because it's reasonable. Like I don't right. think you're. I don't think people are gonna be crack. Like I'm not gonna crack mine open. Put an NVME drive in there day one. Right.
0: Um, also, they they went right down to the uh, the processors and the heatsink. Now you were you were impressed by that heatsink, right?
1: The heatsink. Okay, when they brought it, there was like a, there was like the original shot when they pulled it out. Okay, and the heatsink, like when they zoomed out, it didn't look as big. But I have a feeling like that, that might just be like sort of it on camera. Mm-hmm. I think, like, when it, when, the, when it was close, I understand it zoomed in, so it looks bigger, but the console is pretty damn big, and yeah. that heatsink is almost all the way across. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling that that first shot where I was like, damn, that's a big heatsink, and then it cut to, like, the, long, the longer, far away shot, I mm-hmm. think that heatsink is fucking massive.
0: And it, it's coupled with uh, liquid metal for their, uh, their thermal oh, that's conductor right. from their processor. So, they're really cooling this thing off
1: good that's what which they I, need to do
0: which which i'm curious now i don't know the timeline or i'm no engineer right but i'm wondering if that might help it catch up a bit to the speeds that the uh, series x can offer if they can cool that processor down and have it run run faster or longer you know
1: but also the plate the the xbox is no joke either for no it's cooling no I don't think either of these, I, I think realistically, you know, having not, uh, not being an engineer on their teams, but just like, they probably could have, you know, just regular thermal paste. They probably could have a smaller heatsink, but yeah, I think yeah. this is the year where they're like, no, we're not doing that.
0: Yeah. Um, also, the liquid metal is like a lot harder to apply, uh, especially in a manufacturing setting where you're pumping these out by the, by the thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more finicky, so we'll... Hopefully that doesn't cause any problems with the the systems once we get them.
1: Well, I I'm warrantying up, like, uh, well, I guess I did I I didn't warranty up my PlayStation. Strangely, I couldn't I couldn't when I pre-ordered my PlayStation, there was no warranty option, or at least I didn't see one. Um, I'm, I'm fairly certain I looked too, and I I don't think there was one at the time. But I'm gonna see if I can apply one. Like, I might call Best Buy, mm-hmm. and just ask if I can apply a warranty. I always warranty up because the main thing is is. I just want the convenience of just being like, man, I don't want to fucking deal with this. Like, that—that's the thing I hate when things break is I hate dealing with it. Yeah. So like, me, unplug it, bring it to Best Buy, they deal with it, whatever they got to do, then they deal with it, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Am I missing a story here?
0: Uh,
1: yes. What the a hell? Key, to a it? key I... selling point of the next gen PlayStation and Xbox consoles. No,
0: I—I I thought I put in a story that's not even here anymore. I must have. Well, you put it. it. You put
1: in the query corner question.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I I remember what story it was. I just okay. We we can move on here, though. But um, yeah, key selling point of the next gen PlayStation and Xbox consoles uh, can't be used by the vast majority of TVs. Now, this was a bit of a this was a piece by Business Insider, and some of the selling points of next gen are obviously 4K and a refresh rate of 120 hertz. Um, The problem is a lot of TVs on the market can't support either of those. So 4K now has a sizable, but not a majority uh, of households. This is going one step further than just 4K, though, because you need 120 hertz. Mm -hmm. Not only that, you need um, HDMI 2.1. So your TV could be 120 hertz, but if your ports aren't HDMI 2.1, you won't be able to see that 120 hertz from the box. (laughs) And you need HDR. So I have a 4K TV. It's not HDR. It doesn't have 2.1 ports.
1: It's it's older though.
0: It is older, but I'm saying even if you have a 4K TV, it's not enough for these next-gen consoles if you want the full experience. Obviously, it's still going to look great on a 4K TV, even at 60, it's going to look fantastic. Um, but it's just unfortunate um, that this is the case we're in.
1: Well, here here's here's my take on this, and we were talking about this in our excuse me in our group chat with Adriano, I believe, and one of the things that I had mentioned was the consoles last time. Okay, so the PS4 and the Xbox One they're modern and like you know they're modern enough today you know they got they got their slowdowns and they got their problems you know certainly but realistically speaking like they never pushed the bar at the time Yeah. you know it was like their multi-core processors they had like a fair bit of ram but they it's only 8 gigs of ram right uh, something like that and like and like th- like they were good at upscaling so they could kind of mask the fact that they were like you know realistically those both of the consoles were kind of underpowered um not i wouldn't say underpowered but not future-proofed uh and, and, you know, they're consoles, so people get better and better and better and better and better at making stuff for them, and then you get, like, really, really good-looking games like Cyberpunk and God knows whatever else on there. Uh, that's going to look great. And, like, the, even The Witcher 3 looked great, for example. Um, GTA, uh, I mean, there was, like, a visual upgrade, but, I mean, that's a 360 title, so that's not the greatest example. But regardless of which, like, like you're getting better and better. Ghost of Tsushima is a really good example. Like, you're getting better and better and better visuals and better and better and better performance. And, and so, this time the ps5 and the xbox series x this is the this is they did this right massive consoles which is you know subjective massive consoles for massive cooling 4k right out of the box and they're now outpaced tvs they did it they did it right yeah. Yeah. because if you go get a tv during the lifetime of this thing now you can consider it but like they're not going to look horrible like i have a yeah. 1080p screen you know my yeah. tv is probably over 10 years old now i have a 1080p screen it's not going to look bad right you know there's going to look better than the, the, X, the, the PS4 it's going to look better than the Xbox one it's yeah, not going to look bad
0: I remember one of my complaints being about the uh, the last gen like PS4 Xbox one era was that these consoles were struggling to hit um, 1080 uh, well they were they were kind of hitting 1080 30 but they were struggling to hit 1080 60 um, and I thought like, like why didn't they just make the consoles hit 1080 60 now we got 4K 120. I know most games will probably run at sixty, but that's that's good enough for me. You know what I mean. Well, the, that seems the, like they the they, thing, they hit right? the mark like exactly where it needs to be. Where I think last last gen they were a little bit behind the mark.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the, yeah, like one hundred percent. I'm just agreeing with you. Like yeah, like they're, they're that's exactly what they're doing. They're hitting they're hitting yeah. the mark. Yeah. Now yeah. I have a question. Would you? Because this this is an argument I suppose you could have. You might say to yourself. These consoles are... And this might be crazy. These consoles uh, now effectively have a dead feature that you can't use. Because you don't want to go out and buy a whole new TV. And in my case, I have a receiver. My receiver is so old that it's 3D ready. Right. So I need to go and buy a new receiver. Then I need to go and buy some new cables. And then I need to go buy a new TV. Yeah. So uh, the question then becomes... You know, would do you do you have any inkling to go buy a new TV as a result of this? I want to just
0: because I like new tech, and I like things being as best as possible, right? Right. But I think the difference is uh, obviously going from SD CRTs to flat screen HD TVs was like a no brainer, right? That's a like big upgrade. You're just, you're just getting instant quality there, um, and and even, even even I will I will say even with the jump from 1080 to 4K. Uh, to me, it's worth worth making that 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 jump, but I already have a four K TV. Making the jump from four K sixty to four K HDR one twenty, I don't I don't really see the value in buying another thousand dollar TV just to get that. You know, it's not enough new stuff to make it worth it.
1: And and like so like that's a really good point. And so in five years. When you maybe want an actually another TV, you know, and you're actually willing to...
0: What's that? We'll probably be buying 8K then.
1: Although that, that, like, I mean, even Phil Spencer has said, like, you know, 8K might not become the standard in gaming. Like, we don't know. Not to mention, like, we're getting to the point where it's like... (laughs) But here's the thing, though. I think he's wrong because
0: both the graphics card manufacturers just came out or announced cards that can do 8K 60.
1: 8K... He, he, you're right there, but the PC is also unique in that, um, you can get absolutely ridiculous monitors, like these crazy ultra wide things and stuff like that. And there's also people that are, you know, using their computer, like a workhorse. So like people that are gaming, but also rendering and also like, uh, like rendering video, um, they're also rendering like 3d environments also possibly developing on there. So the, the PC is more of a workhorse than, you know, I'm not going to be game developing on my series X. Right. I'm not going to be like making a video short of like d- having a capture and trimming. I'm not going to be like making a full YouTube video on just, my Series X.
0: I just think like history shows us that technology marches on and it may take 10 years, you know, we'll get there eventually. So to say that, you know, he doesn't see us getting to 8K gaming, I just think I know he's an industry guy, he knows what he's talking about. I just I just look at the history of technology and and we'll get there at some point.
1: Well, actually, let me ask you this really quick then. So, okay, these consoles, as we've already discussed, are future proofed. You know, they're above, the, they're they're ahead of the curve in, in in terms of TVs, ahead of the curve in all and all kinds of things in terms of like you know SSD speeds and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're ahead of the curve and they're hitting the mark, like you said, right? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you think that his comments, Phil Spencer's, I know this isn't the story, but Phil Spencer made that comment about how he didn't and I'm I'm literally pulling it from a headline I read, where he said something like along the lines of like he doesn't think that, you know, four or eight K like he's not sure if eight K effectively yeah. uh is gonna become the, the standard. Again, I'm paraphrasing and I only read a headline. But is that because of streaming?
0: Oh oh so you'll be streaming like literally
1: tens of gigabytes of stuff. Could you imagine streaming 8K consistently for 100 hours of a game? Yeah, you, you and I streamed freaking Minecraft. We're well, <coughs> like as we said, you and I freaking stream Minecraft, uh, Minecraft Dungeons. Yeah, uh, from XCloud on my phone because it has touch controls, which is which actually worked pretty good. Uh, which has touch controls. We were streaming that, and it used a gig of my mobile data. We were using it for like 40 minutes. Yeah we're talking about terabytes ripping through a house without without question people people in houses you know might have like might have more more than one series x or more more than one gamer in the house we're talking you could have the mother father and two kids all playing again
0: though i like I, yes you're right but i think just they don't really know the limit of fiber internet at this point you know what i mean like like you, you can go by right now like people have 10 gigabits per second in their homes sure or their work or their workplaces rather sure so that's today imagine what will be possible 10 20 years from now
1: i don't th- i'm not more con- like, to be totally blunt i'm not concerned about the streaming in terms of the actual technology being able to cape up that that's that's not what i'm concerned about i'm concerned about bandwidth caps
0: i think but at that point i think bandwidth caps will data be caps. virtually eliminated they're already pretty much gone on, on, on mobile plans now in Canada here. Um, like you can, you can, like from what I can tell, speak most for Rogers, yourself,
1: <laughs> speak for your damn self. <laughs>
0: yes. But Rogers Rogers, like plans, all the ones they offer me are unlimited plans. Yes. They have the, the bandwidth cap or the, um, the speed cap. Right. Yes. Yeah, so like think...
1: you, you hit a So like, just to explain that, right. Like how does that work? So you hit a, you hit a certain amount of data usage in a month and then they slow down your speed.
0: Yeah. So I can use as much data as I want, but after I use 10 gigabytes of data, they throttle my speed down. Right. Um, but but again, that keeps getting bigger and bigger. Right now, I have 10 gigabytes. There are often re plans where you can get up to 50 gigabytes or 100 gigabytes of unlimited, you know, fast speed. So I think that will just slowly, slowly get pushed back to where we have basically unlimited, uh, super fast internet. If you get again, if you get I'm down talking, to the I'm slow speed into if, the future, way into the future here.
1: If you get down to the slow speed, what is the what is the slow speed?
0: I've never done it, but um, Adriano said you could still like watch Netflix on it.
1: Because I'm wondering if you could xCloud on it.
0: That's a different question. I don't know. Because that would we, be interesting. Although you can not
1: xCloud on an iPhone right now, so we can't directly test, but still.
0: That's the story I was going to bring up, though, and I forgot to put in. Well, what's that? Phil Spencer is saying that, um, that xCloud gaming or Xbox Cloud Gaming will absolutely end up on iOS. Yeah, there you go. I guess we'll just get into that story now since we're talking about it. Uh, This is from MacRumors, but I believe it's from a Business Insider uh, uh, interview, I believe. Is that right?
1: Oh, no, (laughs) it's an
0: article from Business Insider. Uh, You're the one that did it. (laughs) Bill Spencer has told employees that the company is still intending to bring Game Pass streaming to the iPhone and iPad. Um, So obviously, I mean, we've covered this, um, Apple kind of doesn't allow these kind of game streaming services on their uh, app store. <laughs> However, Apple themselves, I believe, have said that <laughs> Safari is a viable option, right? That doesn't have to go through their, their, their app store guidelines. doesn't have to be approved by Apple. Um, you just go to the website and do it. So Xbox is apparently working on this. Um, and obviously they want this on all platforms because like, they want you to be, just be able to go onto your browser on your computer and stream, right? So... It looks like they are going to go with the, the browser route
1: stream from Microsoft edge on a series X. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that would be super ridiculous, but it might work. However, they're targeting
0: 2021 for the release of a direct browser based solution.
1: That's fine. It's in beta. Like they got a big, they got a, the whole new, uh, generation of consoles coming out right now.
0: We were talking about Safari, um, but you can also get other browsers, and now you can add them as your default browser on iOS.
1: Oh yeah, I have Microsoft Edge on my iPad.
0: Yeah, so um, so if you want to use Chrome or something like that uh, to stream, um,
1: that's a solution. So and think about this, and I don't know whether this would be allowed, and like, but whatever. <clears throat> Could you download an Xbox browser? <laughs>
0: Oh, that might not meet <laughs> Apple's criteria.
1: <laughs> this is Xbox Game Pass browser. Because
0: remember they said they were like worried about every app just saying, I'm a browser.
1: That Yeah. Although, uh, uh, if you have Microsoft Edge, right, uh,
0: there you, you, go,
1: yeah. you could have a settings menu in there to set up your controller or whatever, potentially, and yeah. there could be some integrations into that.
0: And actually, on this point of, of these streaming services, I think they're becoming so prevalent now, particularly with Amazon having their own. Um. Now Google has Stadia. Um, Xbox has Xbox Cloud Gaming. Um, I think Apple might actually cave to this at some point. I don't know how long it will take, um, but I do have a feeling that... Just just based on, on what I think is going on at Apple, uh, I feel like they might cave to this at some point.
1: Now, here's the question about caving. Apple already has the ecosystem. Apple's got Apple TV, iPad, iPhone... Computers, uh, whatever. Like we'll just say those four. <clears throat> yeah. Now, it would be pretty nice, and you have an iPhone or a an Apple TV. I'm, I almost every time almost say iTV or iCloud TV. I don't know well, why. It was funny when it was first announced; everyone
0: was calling it iTV.
1: Christ, it's it's annoying. Okay, so
0: even, even Job even Steve Jobs called it iTV accidentally, so don't worry.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so the iTV. So you, anyway, you have, you have your <laughs> Apple TV on your um on your TV. And like just imagine like you don't have, like all your consoles aren't there for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty convenient to be able to stream to that to that Apple TV. Now, I don't know how the browsers work and all that stuff on there, but the the streaming services are all unique. Stadia uses some sort of thing with Linux. Right. Uh, Luna, which is Amazon's, they use Windows. X Cloud I don't know the full details, but effectively you're running an Xbox. Right. I don't know the hardware, but like effectively you're running an Xbox console through the cloud, because uh, you you stream the Xbox version of games, not the PC version of games if they're if they're on both. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> but here's the here's the kicker. Here though, the, now this might be crazy, Ryan. This is this is this is this is tin foil hat. Territory. I
0: got my tin hat on. I it. got
1: my yeah. <laughs> uh, let me put, put a little aluminum foil on my, on my headset here. Uh, <laughs> Apple just moved to arm. They showed tomb Raider running through Rosetta two.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and tomb Raider, not to get super technical for the audience, but it runs on X 86. Uh, I believe, yep. I believe that was the version that they showed being translated into arm. Yep. Okay. Okay. What if we're going to see Apple enter the gaming market via data center? It would be pretty easy for them to just jump in with either a Mac gaming ecosystem where you can play Mac and they have Rosetta working so well that eventually there'll be ARM games. And eventually, like, can you play, like, can you play your uh, uh, iPhone games on your uh, Apple TV? You can play your Apple arcade games on Apple TV.
0: You see, you see what's happening here. So and, maybe and there's like any any third party developer that has ported their iOS game over to the a- Apple TV, you can play it there as well.
1: So what if Apple Arcade? Okay, and I'm kind of coming up with the theory as I go. But the point is, what if Apple's going to enter the game streaming market? They don't have a console, but all they need to do is make a make a data center, choose an ecosystem, whether it's Windows, whether it's Linux, whether it's their own thing, and then they just they have that they have the the like the quintessential app.
0: Uh, well, Matt, I'm taking off my tinfoil hat because that I don't think that is that crazy. Because there's lots of money in gaming, well, and Apple uh, well, is
1: missing out well, other I'm than fo- in mobile.
0: Yeah, I'm following a lot of... like. I, obviously, I'm a big Apple fan, so I follow a lot of the rumors. <clears throat> the next Apple TV is going to have a super powerful processor in it. Okay.
1: Oh, I'm taking my tinfoil off. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Apple does have their own servers around the world um yeah they do (laughs) and the rumor is like this is going to be like a gaming box
1: yes yes (laughs) and um
0: like a couple days ago some developer or former apple employee uh let me see if i can find it real quick they started talking about how apple doesn't want these other streaming game services because they're going to move into that market you see this is and so they're they're like they're like beating off the or, or battling off the um, uh the competition like they're they're, they're known to do.
1: Yes, this is ah uh, this is the stream wars like it's already started and it's gonna <laughs> fucking heat up because they got the install base. The hardest thing to do is have install base. The Amazon Fire Phone yeah. did not do well, so people don't have Amazon Fire Phones, but people do have Amazon Fire Tablets. You got people on yeah. iPhones and and iPad and I, almost said, iWatch and uh apple tv you got the full ecosystem you know the four or five devices you got the mac in there too and now Mm -hmm. you got the you already got the subscription on your phone and if we can start making things work on arm now this is going to be a processor war too now we got Mm x86 and then we also got arm so now we got people that potentially might be making full console games for arm yes But yet the consoles are x86 and most computers are x86. Yeah. This is going to be... I was talking to uh, my business partner Mike the other day on this. And I I was saying that I feel as though, even though this is, you know, quote unquote, just a new console gen. All the stuff that I have, and a lot of it's not that old, but all the stuff that I have feels old. And the reason why that is is because I think we're we're in the midst of a paradigm shift as big as the internet. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is big news. Like we're gonna see processor types clash. We're gonna see things come mobile. Things start streaming. Well,
0: here's the thing. I've mentioned this several times uh, on the podcast. Actually, the uh, the chip that's in my iPad Pro, right? According to Apple, is as powerful as the Xbox One S, which is crazy. Okay. Apple with the the on on the on October 13th is gonna announce new iPhones that have the next generation of Apple. Uh, ARM-based chips. Sure. Which is going to be a, a big jump in processing power. That Apple TV is likely going to have something that powerful in it. So and you, you could, could easily run Rosetta. games, And yeah, and definitely could run Rosetta um, games.
1: Especially since they're streamed, so maybe it wouldn't even need to do much computing. It could ship with a controller even. I'm shaking my head, Ryan. Tinfoil is across the room. <laughs> this is pretty good. Like, I don't want Apple to enter so, the gaming market, but I do want there to be good competition. And I want, I want to get to the point where when I when I go to streaming, it's like they paid me a dollar a month to do it. Like the competition's oh, yeah. going to heat up to the point where, uh, yeah, you know.
0: And for what it's worth, um, um, Michael Pactor, uh, at least for a year now, I've been watching a lot of his uh, shows on YouTube. Um, he said that Amazon's going to get into game streaming. And look, they did just last like month or whatever. They announced Luna. And he also said that Apple's going to get into game streaming.
1: Yes. Oh, man. That's it, Ryan. Oh, wait, wait, now, now. Okay. We have a query corner to get to, but I, one real brief question for you. Yeah. Apple gives you all the gaming you ever need. Do you switch to Apple and ditch PlayStation? Because PlayStation is always your number one.
0: Uh, no, because I'm, I, I, I like PlayStation for their exclusives.
1: But do you, but what, what, be, what becomes your main console?
0: Oh, so it, like if Assassin's Creed Valhalla was out on, on, on an Apple TV or PlayStation, what would I get it for?
1: Yeah. I'd and and, it... and you were allowed to stream cause your internet's bad, but like, let's just say you're able to stream
0: and, and streaming was like good. And like, everyone's was, like, was like happy with it.
1: Yeah. 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 L- like, like streaming <clears throat> is like, I walk in, I press a button and I just start playing and I don't even realize it's not a console.
0: I will probably switch to Apple TV.
1: You see what's going on here? Yeah. Christ. We've never had a we never had fragmentation like this before. That no, we were all I'm we were also, all on 360, then we split up from 360 to Xbox One and now we got people all over the damn place. But I mean also uh crossplay has taken hold, you know. Which is nice, yes. Which is very um, nice.
0: Whether Apple will do that with their their games. I mean their piece their 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 Mac games have crossplay, obviously. It's just PC servers, right? Um, whether they'll do that on their Apple TV games. If they do do this, I don't know. But it might be I'm also, included I, with your
1: Apple Arcade, Ryan. I'm
0: also not someone opposed to buying games multiple times to play with other people. I did that during um, the PS3 and 360 era.
1: Yeah, you did that with COD, right?
0: Yeah, because I wanted the trophies and I wanted to play the campaign on on PS3, which is ludicrous. I understand it. I was going to say, why do you care
1: about much about the campaign?
0: No, it's ludicrous to do that, but I did it just because I wanted to. So that's not a barrier for me.
1: Now here's, now here's the question. Okay. Here's, okay. You already have a history with PlayStation in terms of like a literal history, but also a PlayStation party or excuse me, a PlayStation trophies history. Yeah. Okay. Call of Duty comes out and we're playing it on PlayStation do you buy it for PlayStation and do the campaign on PlayStation <laughs> for the trophy? Or do you no longer care about that and only care about your Apple arcade score or whatever? It uh, would
0: be? See, th- this is another big question though. There's a lot of details here. Like whatever PlayStation or whatever Apple's gaming service is like, I would want it to have the full set of features that like I'm used to on my PS4. I'd, I would want trophies or achievements, you know, I'd want friends lists and all that kind of stuff. Um, It'd be tricky.
1: Well, here, here's a.
0: My gut tells me, like, my first response was I would play it on Apple because that was what my that just came up. So I think that's the right answer for me. Mm -hmm. But I don't know until like I had to make that choice.
1: This is gonna be a
0: this is gonna be a wild ride. Because I like I, I I live in the Apple ecosystem, right? Yeah. I like I like having everything consolidated in one place. And so I would love for my games to be like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I buy a lot of stuff on PlayStation, um, but I live in the my, my, the Microsoft ecosystem. But I'm also okay with being in between. I mean, I have three EA accounts for Pete's sake, um, which is a whole story we're not going to get but into.
0: You rent movies from from Google. Right. You, you could rent them from the Microsoft store, couldn't you?
1: Uh, not on mobile. No. There's no... Like, what? Last time I checked, anyway, which was months and months and months ago. What are they doing? They did, uh, there's none on my phone, no. <laughs> like, now, the Duo came out. Maybe there is now. I don't know. Um, But not on Android. As far as far as I know, maybe it's in the browser. Maybe I didn't look hard enough, but... Also, I will say this. The Microsoft Videos app, or whatever it is, for renting movies, is certainly on Xbox. We know that. But YouTube is everywhere. Yeah. If I rent or buy a movie, I can just play it on YouTube. Yeah, which is which is huge. Like I did that. I did that not too long ago. I claimed a code as I had a Blu-ray. Claimed a code, uh, and then I just like refresh my PlayStation app, uh, my PlayStation YouTube app, and then I was just watch it on there.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's get to the query corner question. Let's go. Uh, you might have to explain this. I don't. Not sure if I got this down right, but uh, basically, where are you going to play your games? Are you gonna play the PS4 Xbox One versions on PS5, or <laughs> maybe you want to explain this one?
1: Okay, okay. So this was this was this was a conversation that Ryan and I had before the article broke, talking about how saves were gonna work, and there was other details in there on the PS5, right? Um, and how like we were talking about. Okay, so this this was the scenario. Now I want to be again. I want to be clear. This was before the details came out about the PlayStation Five. So we were discussing. You know, if we we were to boot up Fallout 76 on PS4, we play it, we get to level 10, and then we get to the we get to the PlayStation 5, and let's say there is an actual PlayStation 5 version of 76. Again, this is all hypothetical. There is a PlayStation, hypothetically, a PlayStation 5 version of 76. Because 76 is a cloud game, I'm like 99% sure you'd be able to just sign in with your Bethesda Net account and you're on your merry way, right? You got your PlayStation Network account already so you can play online and then you go and you you sign it with your Bethesda Net and it's like, you know, your character's in the cloud. It like, you know, whatever does, does what it needs to do and then boom, you have your save because the save is in the cloud. Now there's other games. Spider-Man is one of them, but we're not going to get into that because we already talked about that, but let's, let's, let's make one up. So let's say Ghost of Tsushima, okay? Ghost of Tsushima, let's just say it has a PS4 version, which it does, and you're playing the game and you're doing whatever. Now this is a single player game. Lot of the save itself is not in the cloud, right? It's not an online game. It's not an MMO where like, I can log in anywhere. For the most part, if I want to play Ghost of Tsushima on another console and I want to have my save, I have to sign in on the PlayStation, go to the, the PlayStation cloud, and download it, right? The, the difference there is that my character and my save and Ghost of Tsushima doesn't live in the cloud. It's literally like a file that sits on a PlayStation that has a backup in the cloud to the PlayStation cloud, PlayStation network cloud, whatever they call it. And then I'm pulling that file down. Whereas in the fallout 76 case, the files that are sitting locally on the machine are more or less like system settings and maybe a few other little things, or maybe some character stuff just for quick access or something like, you know, we don't know. We don't have all the the intricacies, but the point is, Fallout 76 and other MMOs for the most part in general live in the cloud and then these single player games have like a file that they look at right on the local yeah. hard drive yeah and then you back up to the cloud they don't live in the cloud so what I was talking to Ryan about was like if 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 again all hypothetical if Ghost of Tsushima comes out with a PlayStation 5 version a totally new PlayStation 5 version where it's the same game but has better graphics maybe some extra missions who knows whatever right a PlayStation 5 version not a back compatible version a place, a full, full blown PlayStation Five version. In order for Ghost of Tsushima's save from your PlayStation Four to work on the PlayStation Five, there has to like something has to happen there, right? Um, there has to be some sort of computing where the PlayStation Five like version of the game like takes the file and manipulates it into a PlayStation Five version of the save. Maybe the PlayStation Five like way of it look. Maybe the PlayStation Five and the PlayStation Four. Uh, save system is identical and it just like knows and it knows oh he has a playstation 4 version and so take the playstation 4 version save and you know when we when we sync down the the save bring it into the playstation 5 version of the game like like something needs to happen whether it's syncing or an acknowledgement between the two between the systems or what whereas whereas like if you played the playstation 4 version on a playstation 4 you play your game you get to level 10 like level or Act Two, okay. You get to Act Two and it goes to Tsushima, and then you go to your PlayStation Five, okay. Go to your PlayStation Five, you download the the PS4 version, and you want to play your your thing. All you're basically doing is downloading the the file again and just using the same file the same way you would because it's backwards compatible as on a PS4, right? So there's yeah. no computing being done there. So we assume we assume again all hypothetical that the PlayStation Five version needs some sort of computing done. Like I said. It needs to be converted. It needs to have some sort of like pointer with the cloud. It needs to do something. So the that part, that computing part, is up to the developer. And we see that with Spider-Man. That's why I didn't want to bring that example in earlier. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man on the PS4 is a game, whatever, it has a save. It doesn't live in the cloud. It has a save, right? It has a save system. Uh, it has a save file. It's backed up to the cloud. If you were to download the PlayStation 4 version of Spider-Man on the PlayStation 5, as far as we know, and play it backwards compatible, you would be able to sync down, assuming you have PlayStation Plus, you'd be able to sync down your PlayStation Cloud version, which is a PS4 version of the save, and play, play, you know, to your heart's content. If you want the PlayStation 5 version of Spider-Man, you have to start a new game because someone didn't do that like computational step whether it's up to the developer or up to sony or whatever that's not the question we're asking the the query corner is to boil all this down is in the context of spider-man would you would you restart a game to play the playstation 5 version if you were in the middle of or wanted to play your save but just couldn't from a PlayStation 4 game. Would you just use backwards compatibility because it's good enough? Or would you go to the upgraded graphics but then have to potentially restart? And I want to be clear that when we generated this query corner question, although I just adapted it, it was be it was because we didn't know anything about how the how the saves worked on PlayStation five and then the story broke the next day. But like how how would you handle it, Ryan? Jeez. That's
0: a Big old explanation there, man.
1: <laughs> but you see how see how crazy like these console this console gen's getting? It's like, what version is this? What console so, is it?
0: Let me just boil this down. I'm in the middle of a PS4 game. Right. My save will not transfer to the PS5 version.
1: Correct. Do I restart on the PS5? Correct. Um It's it's literally a question of how valuable are these upgrades, these free upgrades or otherwise. Me personally, I would probably restart.
0: You would restart, depending on how far I was in the game. You know, um, I'd probably restart.
1: So here's here's a. I think
0: I don't. Yeah, I think I would.
1: You see, you see what's because it's not. It's not like the PS5 looks or PS4 looks bad. Yeah, it's not N64 to PS2.
0: A big old game like Assassin's Creed, I probably wouldn't, because no matter how far you're into that game, it's a lot. Um, you know. Oh, geez. something like spider-man i probably would restart no matter where you are yeah if, if unless i'm like 80 percent complete
1: but doesn't it like so one of the things that like pushed me to do ghost of tsushima was i at the time i didn't know how the save system was going to work and i was like man i don't want to restart this damn game Isn't that game experience going to be spoiled for you to an extent because you're redoing a bunch of the crap and now you're no longer experiencing, especially in a story game, you're no longer experiencing the narrative in the way it was meant to be. Your pacing's all screwed up because you just redid half of it or whatever. Actually, you know what I would probably do? Oh no.
0: I would probably... Is this a free upgrade to PS5?
1: Yeah, let's just assume there's a PS5 version that you have for free.
0: I would probably finish it on PS4 and boot it up, play a few levels... To see it on PS5,
1: so you you're I think, you're interested I think that's, in the looks.
0: I think that's actually what I would do because I kind of do that with PC, where I'll buy a game I already I already own and, and beat on PS4. Mm-hmm. I'll buy it again on PC just to take a look at it. So I think that, I think that's what I would do.
1: See, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. So here's here's the overall dilemma, and this is another question we had. A very easy sub-question. Let's say Ghost of Tsushima comes out, PS4. I beat it to Act 2 like I have, so let's just, like, my scenario. I'll lay it out. Then, PS5 comes out, and let's say for whatever reason, the save cannot be transferred even to the PS4 backwards-compatible version on PS5. Let's just hypothetically say that. Yeah. Do I keep my PlayStation 5 out? and hooked up just to beat one game? You mean PS4? Yeah, sorry. Do I keep my PS4 hooked up just to beat one game? Or do I restart on the PS5 version of the
0: game? I think you you complete it on the PS4 just because it's it's more time to restart on the PS5, right? So might as well finish it on PS4 if that's the only game you have left on PS4. Once you're finished, you can then truly pack away that PS4 and not waste any time replaying what you already played right
1: so like i guess the i guess the real query corner here is like is it a question of hardware is it a question of visual fidelity in the fact that the ps4 version can can play on the ps5 yeah and then there's like a hypothetical ps5 version like like
0: i can tell you i can tell you right now i'm gonna i'm gonna download the witcher i'm probably gonna buy it again because i have the disc um just to take a look at it on the uh ps5
1: But you're not going to beat it. No. See, I have this dilemma with Spider-Man. I beat Spider-Man. It's fine. I have not played the DLC.
0: Oh, but you'd have to play the game to get to the DLC. I
1: don't know I don't know where the DLC comes in in the story. I'm not sure if it's at the end or whatever, but my Spider-Man there is, there will not be the DLC upgraded. that
0: takes place at, after the game. Oh,
1: Christ. you
0: see? I think there's other ones that you can play during, but uh, there is one...
1: And then, here's the, here's another weird caveat. Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to look better. <laughs> it's also yeah. probably going to run better.
0: It already looks a lot better. Like, and
1: Jesus. so, I'm probably going to play Miles Morales before I do the DLC.
0: Yeah.
1: I play Miles Morales, I beat it. Now, am I going to go back to a PS4 version, even though it's on my PS5 hardware-wise?
0: So, you're, you're going to buy the uh, uh, the Deluxe Edition with the...
1: That, the that's That's really the question. That's really the question. Like, how viable are these upgraded versions? Is is yeah. I guess really the query corner question because, like, am I going to sacrifice all my save data? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I and I know that like a bunch of it won't have to be sacrificed. But like in this hypothetical, if if you're if you're playing something and the save has to be sacrificed, like, do you lose all of that? Like, we were just talking about EA things. Not to get into the weeds of it. But we have, like, a weird... Rage John and I have a weird EA problem. I corrected it just by having three EA accounts. But now I'm missing out on some <laughs> on some features on my PC because I have EA Play. And there's a whole bunch... Again, not going to get in the weeds of it. But the point is, the reason why I'm not separating my accounts and my personas or whatever EA calls them is because I don't want to lose my ranks. Like, I spent so much time on Battlefield 1. Am I going to go back to that game? Possibly not. Possibly. But I don't want to oh. give up all that time. Even though Like, that's a record somewhere in space you know, it's sentimentality at its, at its finest, but it's still something. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's sort of the same thing where it's like, there's a reason why even if all my PS2s disappeared, but I have my PS2 memory cards, I wouldn't throw away my PS2 memory cards all right. blank or not because it's like, or like, like blank is in like if they break or whatever, like, cause it's just like, that was where my games were, were housed. Like that's ours housed in, 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 in a file. Well,
0: I, I mean, we're going to be dealing with this, uh, come November.
1: I think, I think the ultimate test is going to be like, first of all, can you even download the PS4 version of Spider-Man on PS5? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So like, hopefully it's easily separated. Like hopefully it's obviously separated. Yeah. And which I, I mean, I, I assume it is. Sony's pretty good at that. Like Sony has very clear PS4 game, PSN game. Yeah. PS Vita. Like, so it, I mean, I'm sure a PSP VSBR or whatever. Um, I think I just said PSP VR. Anyway, PSVR. <laughs> Fuck. What, what a, yeah. what a one FPS piece of crap that would be. Holy <laughs> frick. Um, so something like, I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm interested in cyberpunk. Like, like I might get it just cause of the, the whole hype. Yeah. But it's like, do, do I start that? Like, do I start that if it comes out early? Like, do I start that on PS4?
0: Well, that one you can.
1: right? Yeah, yeah, but in, sorry, in our hypothetical, I know it's weird because we know this now, but, like, when we had this conversation, like, if, for example, I started Cyberpunk, and then two, three, four weeks later, because like, it's, like, it's hype, right? Like, let's say, mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I want to I start this, I want to start this, I want to wait. So you start it, and then it's like, damn, like, I gotta restart this damn thing. Now I'm playing a lesser Cyberpunk for, like, for god knows how many weeks it's gonna take me to beat it.
0: I mean, you kind of had this problem with uh, the PS3 to PS4 generation with um, AC Black Flag
1: that's very true honestly that's very very true yeah because I, I had all the AC games on on PC on X good Lord from ps3 and uh I had all the special editions and so I wanted to get the special edition for ps3 to complete the collection because that's the last AC that was gonna be on there although rogue came out then or something but whatever um but like all the original ones
0: mm-hmm. that
1: were planned or whatever and I think rogue came out on ps3 right
0: yep that was yeah because the, there was no black flag or no there was no um uh, which was it? Unity for uh, PS3, right? Right, yeah.
1: So, like, like I have all the collector's editions except for Rogue, so like, I wanted to kind of complete the collection at that time, because I had figured at that time there wasn't going to oh, no, be any more PS3 am I, ones. Am
0: I still confused here? What do you mean? It was Unity, right? Am I right here? Unity is
1: not on PS3, for sure.
0: So, Rogue was only on PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah. I and think then so it that got that right. HD version.
1: Later, years later, like pretty recently. Years later, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, well, there you go, Matt. That's everything.
1: Yeah. What? Ask the audience. What's the viability of these upgrades if if you cannot move your save over? Although you can in most cases.
0: Uh, up to the developer, though. It's not a not a Sony mandate, and might not be possible in some cases. But yeah, I it's feel, totally up like to the. Definitely. I feel like, particularly with Spider-Man, I feel like they, if they could, they probably would have, right?
1: You see, like I don't see, like I don't get and this. Insomniac's
0: a good developer. Right? Like I, I don't think they would. They're trying to, you know, cheat people out of paying for it twice or whatever, or who knows what. But
1: see, the thing I don't, the thing I don't get. Maybe it's to prevent hacking, or maybe like I'm not experienced enough because I don't like run these systems. So like it'd be great if someone commented like as to like what is going on. But it's like at the end of the day, a save. Is like a save state, right? Like it has a whole bunch, like it has varying complexity. But like, let's take a look if you just real brief, I'm not going to get into the weeds of it, but like, let's say the Division 2. The Division 2 has your gear, your character level, your, and, and, well, I was going to say your possession, so that's your gear. So, and, and, and what you've done. So it, it'll have like, you know, did he complete the incursion? Did he complete this? Like, has he been to the, the Dark Zone? You know, stuff like that. And realistically, like, you, you could. You could, technically, although it could be limited in some way, in my mind, you could just make that file again. Yeah. So, like, in the case of Spider-Man, especially since it's not a cloud game, like, can't you go in and be like, okay, he bought Spider-Man on this day, so he has the pre-order bonus. You know, he has the these suits. He's beat this this much. He owns the DLC. Create save file for Spider-Man PS5. Yeah. Boop. Little conversion screen. done Like, games used to not save way back in the day. You used to just have a code. It used to give you a code for the level you were on, and that was because the game would just progress, depending on what the code was. Yeah. The game would progress to that point, because effectively, that is your save. That number is your save, it's just the console doesn't remember it, you do. Mm -hmm. So, I just don't fully understand, and I would love for someone to comment, like, why the hell that's the case now, Cloud stuff I know is messy, but like for something like Spider Man, like come on, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's all the time we got, Matt. Thanks for joining me.
1: Well, thank you for joining me.
0: Uh, we stream at uh, twitchtv day and uh, we play so we, we guys... play uh,
1: very bad Left for Dead. How that go last week? Was that all right? Uh, we got our asses kicked. I, as a joke, <laughs> I voted to turn it to expert. Oh no! And I mean, we ended up like turning it back down. But yeah, like, we went to expert, and Tim was like, "I wonder if I can kill this witch in one shot." And uh, we forgot that uh, in expert, you die instantly
0: when oh. the witch hits you. You don't get oh, down. You,
1: you you fucking die. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Peace.